podcast. We play games, allegedly. My name is Madeline. I am a large gay snake man. <laughs> Across from me is... What's your name? I can't remember. My name is Justin, and I play a short uh, brick of a man who drinks. Nice to meet you, Justin. Yes. And uh, who's to your right? I'm Patrick. I play Forest Trash. Cool. A feral animal. Echo the Witch. Beautiful. And who's across from you? Uh, I'm Josh, and I play Gwydion, a very sad, small person. And, uh, well, we've, we've got one person who creates the world, allegedly. Uh, what's your name? What do you mean, allegedly? <laughs> no, that's literally what I do. Up in the air. It's, it's, it's up in the air. I'm Zach Gillette. I barely have control over myself or this enterprise. <laughs> um, Secret Hearth is an artist collective, Appalachian base, that explores and fosters the oldest habits of humanity. You can find everything you need to know about us on secrethearth.com. Um, or playing games. Oof, now we got the formalities out of the way. What the fuck are we doing? You want to jump into it? You let's jump, right let's in? just let's fucking jump do into it. that freezing pool, dude. Oh, God, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> They've had this stipulation that Echo is like going to be in some sort of underwater puzzle trap for the past two months that we've been talking about recording again. And uh, I don't know where they got this idea because I didn't insert it. Um, I think you did, actually. Have you ever played the water level of a game? Yeah, they're bad. So why would I do it? Because I'm a good designer. They're still there. They're still there. Oh, yeah, you're right, dude. They're still there in every single game. Mm. Underwater level. Find the hidden key. Go. I guarantee (laughs) if I introduce a water level to you all, (laughs) I will make sure it is a good water level before I even like before we even fuck around with it. Well, I hope this is the best water level we've ever seen. It's not going to be a water level. Spoiler <laughs> alert, sorry. It's There's no water levels tonight. I'm sorry, guys, if you're into underwater platforms. All right, water I'm just going to go ahead and fucking leave. Patrick, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's a real had, fanboy had, for water levels. I had my expectations he's, set. He's been doing this and whole podcast like, to get I, to the water level. I wore a wetsuit today because I thought we were going to be playing. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering about yourself. that. It's very flattering, though. Yeah, yeah. But it's really hot. Good theming. Good theming. <laughs> nice try. That's what he means. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> the snorkel really brings everything together, dude. <laughs> really brings out the color in your eyes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Because it's the same color as your eyes, so <laughs> good matchup. Um, we can jump right into it. Yeah. I'm ready to jump yeah, right yeah, into let's it. Let's start swimming. Okay, you're walking through the forest. It's midnight. There's a dense, heavy rolling fog at your feet. Yes, you, Emerald Etherhide. Madeline's pointing to herself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Emerald Etherhide, the words of your mentor, your uncle, are carried with you on this night walk. There is some solace in it. There is some comfort. You know that this will be hard. You, of all people, have been intertwined with the policies and politics and society of the greater continent of Yaddle since your birth. You were really born into it. You know that speaking with the council in an effort to collaborate and and form together as one unit against this threat, this dragon, it will be difficult. And the shoulder, hmm. the weight on your shoulders is heavy. But now for a moment there's some peace. You've had a nice conversation with him, and you're walking through the forest. 
and you start to hear murmurs. And there it is. Suddenly, the memory of the powder you shared with him. (laughs) (laughs) The ghost scene powder that you both indulged in begins to bubble up into the forefront of your mind, and you start to see figures, gray, lumped figures on the edges of the woe that you're traveling to, hidden in roots, and they're aching. You can see them, and you can hear them. Oh. Oh. That's cool. Then suddenly in the dark, there's a shape. It's aquiline. It's leathery. It's bent over and crooked. Black mask. Face of a crow. Hell yeah. See a long coat and a bent cane. He ushers you. Grandson. Yes. Yes. This is everything I've ever fucking wanted. Put your hand here. Oh, now I'm scared. (laughs) And you feel yourself pulled into this dark corner of the forest, hunched over with him, tending to something, someone fallen, ages past. You're virile. You're strong. We've never been a strong people. It's beautiful to see what you've become. Wow, you know, if I wasn't stressed before... I'm definitely stressed now, hmm? knowing that my grandfather, who's like the top of the the family, hmm. is like, hey, you know, this, you know, you're not doing too bad. Ghost father. Ghost daddy, if you will. Nope. You're nope. not into ghost daddy? <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. This is my grandfather. <laughs> what do you say? What do you do? Um, so, how you been? <laughs> an unwell existence tending to those that have died here in ages past, forever tending wounds that do not heal. Um, okay, so not great. Got it. Um, have you been here? Specifically here in this area the whole time? I'm neither here nor there. I'm long gone now. I don't know how to talk to him. I have literally no idea how to talk to him. What's he- so, how tall is he? Hmm, definitely smaller than you. And you have Clyde's blood in you, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, this is a this is a small, bent, crooked figure. I mean, he's he's gone and dark, and you can't really put your eyes on him. This is this is something that is dead, right? Um, I don't know if you're quite certain it really is him. Just sort of a shape in the woods you're speaking with. You are high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dad, there is that. Um, well, do you want to come to a meeting? <laughs> World of a living and their words is something I can no longer attend. The weight is on you. I have reminded you of such by writing on your mother's skin and on your skin now. You must carry the words and the principles. You must say and speak and stand. My place is here with the dead. Um, who's he tending to? There's something here. It's like the bent white silhouette of possibly an armored person. You can't really make out their face. Particularly their eyes seem to swirl and bend with the night mist. They're moaning. Please help. 
like reaching up to you. You can see what looks like a crooked hand. Um, what's wrong with him? Can I tell? Hmm. Um, roll wit. Thirteen? Uh, he's dead and a ghost. Ah. <laughs> ah. He's got a ghost flu. Ah. He okay. does have that, okay. that gl- ghost flu, and that's correct. Um, I will take his hand, and I will just hold it. Why not? You feel a hand on your shoulder, too, like cold, old weathered hand, and you know it's your grandfather comforting you, forming this sort of chain link of living and dead. He says, you cannot save them all. But you must try. Gwydion. <laughs> feel your heart heavy. Nightmare. Dream. Maybe. In the dark. Cold night. Sweat. A crown of it. Your heart's beating. Heavy. Slow. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Pumping sap through your veins. Oh, fuck. Now <laughs> one with the plant. You've taken the mediator fern and made the decision no taking the responsibility to call plants the world of plants the might and power of plants to your side in this battle of spirit and body you and the mediator fern are one and you can feel its thorns pressing up against the inside of your skin and you can feel the brambles bend around your muscles now of wood and you are gnome, and you are foxglove, and you are plant. Fuck yes. Suddenly in the night, not sure if it's dream or nightmare, or the waking world, you feel grip. It's like a, it's like a hound's bite. The force is strong, but then you feel digits, and you realize, though heavy, this is a person. This is someone's hand grabbing onto your leg, and then suddenly recoiling as you feel your own thorns, not the plant's, rip into its flesh. You hear a noise in the night. <gasps> you wake. Your eyes flutter open. You see dark room. To your left, there's a shutter. It's open. Wide open. You're in an inn, you think. Sunbeam. City. That's right. Here is winter. The lost night. Here are your allies. But now, you're alone in a dark room and you see two flickers of light, violet eyes in the dark, crouched, hunched, a massive statue-like figure in the corner of the room in the dark. (gasps) Bye. (laughs) Your new ally has foiled my plans once again. You look to your body. All around the bed, the plants have receded, but they still cover you, a heavy weight of thorns and brambles pushing Murdoch back. And you can feel, against your right leg, against your thigh, the crystal sword. It's covered, your blade, and it will not be mine tonight, but maybe this is a good opportunity. You can see silvery moonlight come through, shining on his hand, where the thorns have cut into him and become swollen with the poison that your your body and your plants have injected into him. He's recoiled. A good opportunity to speak to each other. You and I both know the old ways, the old stories. You know that a time of strife and snow and blood is coming. And the cold fight 
that we are to see soon, there will be very little opportunity for us to understand one another. He comes out now into the moonlight. You see his burnt skin. He's looking out into the city streets. Look at them shackled. Poor things stuck in the walls away from the wild works that you so love. The same can be said of me. The machinations of some greater force have leashed me to a fate. They call me murderer because I must murder to break this system. I must kill. It began with killings and I must end it with killings. He turns to you. You feel your mouth start to smack open. You can speak now, you think. That's a sad story, but you're a sad person. I think we've all suffered a lot in this world and understand your pain. But know this, what you fight for is flawed. I know you won't believe me. And in life, when you come across these kinds of things, it's hard to convince people of things like this. They're so filled with hate and fear. And that's all I see in you is fear. You're afraid and you should be because when this is done, you won't be able to talk to me. I will never know your full story because you'll be dead because I have behind me all kinds of beings. And what I fight for is diversity, the downtrodden, the people you crushed in my village. So we'll meet again, but it won't be to talk. It'll be so you can die. So get out. Oh, I will not be leaving. And nor will you. You'll be trapped here. This will be a long conversation, I think. <laughs> Let me ask you, Quidian. You are old with your gnome blood. But were you there in the beginning? Were you there when the suffering began? I was put into a system of never-ending war waged for the mistakes of those that created your world. The same one that's so suffering now because of their mistakes. It is easy for you to say that you trust the spirits, that you hold the diversity of the natural world and the spirits and the people's it is the easy answer to do so because it is in front of you. You can see, you can see their suffering and you think you can fix it. But I have tried for millennia to fix it and I can tell you the answer, the answer is to let it rot. Every step I've taken has been squandered in the misery and mistakes of the God's machinations that first began this charade, this disgusting theatrical display of fighting against something that is the natural state. Join me and wipe the natural state. Make new diversity. Make a new world. Burn this down now. How do you know we'll be reborn? Has someone told you this? The dragon has spoken it, and he is more ancient than all of us. I've seen him. I was there in the beginning, and he was already there. I know he is older than time. He's older than your stories, your history, your peoples, everything you care about. The gods in the wood and above, he's older. Do not you put merit in those things, ancient? Is that not the point of your small and pitiful life as a bard? Oh, I think that's too bad that you think that. That shows ignorance and confusion. 
I don't value things because they're ancient. If we valued everything that was ancient, we would never move forward. What I value is love. Love was before the dragon. Love is what grows our stories. And love is what will vanquish that dragon. Not hate, but love. The unity of all of these beings. And it's true, things are wrong, and you are wronged, and I understand that. I know that you're suffering, and it's painful. But all you're going to do with your new world that you make is make a world that's rotted from the beginning. They will just be rotted caricatures of what they could have been. You're basing all this off the voice of some ancient dragon. Everything lies. Everything does. It lies to save itself. You put your trust in one being, some ancient being, well, just because, like I said, ancient things aren't valued. It doesn't matter if something's ancient. It matters what its actions are, how it treats the world around it. And all I see is a monster. And it slowly made you into a monster. So what world would that be? A world of monsters. And that's not a world I want to see. So I think we're both taking leaps of faith here. I just choose to put my faith in love. You choose to put your faith in this dragon. And when this is done, we'll see which one comes out the victor. You think this is a face of hate? He comes in the moonlight. You see his skin blacked and tarred from the curse fire. This is a face that ended a wage, waged war of, of endless pain and suffering. This is the result of love, true love. This is the result of sacrifice you can't even fathom. We will see in the time when I take your last breath how much you put weight in love anymore. You can see where it's brought me. It's time to hate. It's over. It is time to hate. Then you hear a voice soft in the night. Quidian? Yes? He turns. Quidian? It's winter at the door. Stay back. Murdoch begins to creep into the darkness. Oh, so our conversation is over. Oh, alas, your little friends have come to save you from this situation, huh? It starts to creep back into the dark. You hear, Gwydion? And suddenly, a strong blade, a knight's blade, through the door, hot with metal fire. It's magic. And then she's through, and in the night, and you can see the moonlight hitting against her steel. Silver beams of light dappling the roof and the room as she struggles. You can see a knight's fury in her. Furniture is crushed, wood chips, blood splattered, and then through the window a dark big shape. And he's pushed out, and your consciousness begins to fade again underneath the weight of the plants. Now it's the forest again, night. Your walk has continued, the ghosts left behind. Oh god. And you see a woad, a lake, boiling and bubbling with amber light, and you finally tracked her down. The reason you're in the woods to begin with, to reconcile with your friend again and meet up. Echo was here. It's hard to track her. This is her domain, after all. But now you found it. And suddenly a shape in the night. It's big. It's heavy. A heavy presence. Skin comes creeping out of the lake. 
the surface of the water gelatinous begins to broil and you see her it's Namvue. the whole weight of the woad sinks underneath her heavy presence her skin the skin of things that creep and crawl of snakes and frogs her fingers like lampposts but webbed amber light begins to shoot out around magic here your face illuminated in the night glowing and you can see her bring down two hands and uncoil it in the shape of echo within. She's sleeping in a bed of moss and wet and dirt. A ritual has been done. And she leaves Echo's body in front of you and begins to sink down back into the broiling water. Something has happened this night. Something that has shown you the face of a god. And it was by her hand, this person sleeping now in the wet woad red fiery hair echo you awaken and you see the first thing the face of emerald ether hide <laughs> just exactly what you wanted to see yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful the ritual is done the results you're unsure of but something has happened i, I think echo is just she just like opens her eyes and like sees e and then just closes her eyes again <laughs> <laughs> Okay, first off, rude. Second off, what the fuck? Let me, let me, excuse me, let me rephrase that so you can understand better. What the fuck? <laughs> hmm? Hmm? What's happening here? What's going on here? I don't have the answers that you were looking for. Something has happened. And uh, does Echo know how she's back up here now? Hmm, I think you have a vague idea. You felt shaking wet skin, but not quite skin. Some sort of presence to deliver you back to the shore, yeah. She uh she sits up. How how am I feeling? You Great. feel unwell. <laughs> oh, no. Like that I just did some shit. Your blood feels cold, your stomach gurgles and bubbles like the swamp. You feel wet, feverish. All right. We're not doing this. I'm going to pick you up and we're going back to Sunbeam. She, uh, you are going to do that or yeah. attempt to. Okay. And uh, she just like goes limp and just falls out of your arms. That's has, really funny that you think you're heavy. Can she stand up? Can I stand up? You can stand up. You're a little wobbly. She's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Where's Finn? I don't know. How about you ask Namvoy? I don't think that it's going to work like that right now. Um, I Again, I'm not sure what happened, but she was here, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, she's actually a whole lot bigger than I thought she was going to be. Yeah, she's huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, Echo's looking around now, looking for Finn. You look around. You don't see him, but after a while you feel him. Like in your hair again, claws grasping. And then you feel on your arm, your hand at first, but then the rest of your arm up to your elbow, a burning sensation. It, it, it doesn't feel quite like fire, just a sort of rough, feverish burning. And when you look down, you see parts of your skin have become sort of flaky, hardened. Oh. And underneath... You can see in the night glowing 
what looks like embers. Hmm. It's like your arm is some discarded burnt log kept ever presently aflame. It starts as you walk to feel less and less painful and more and more invigorating. I think, are we still close to the lake right now? I don't think we moved at all. Okay. Yeah. So like, she's just like pacing, trying to, she, and she tells you like, give me a second and we'll go back. How about you give me a second? <laughs> That's fine. And I'm going to take a look at E. How's he looking? I probably look like shit. His pupils are big. Are you high? Maybe. <laughs> Okay, I'm a little drunk, so that's fine. And she's, like, flexing that hand, her her arm. Mm. And I'm going to walk over to the lake, and she just extends her hand out. And, I don't know, she's going to make some fire just out into the air. You make some fire. It's bright orange, sparkles with some sort of magic allure. It definitely feels different. As you approach the lake itself, near your feet where the shore meets you, the water itself begins to boil, bubbling up. I'm going to take a knee by the water. Uh, quick question. As I take the knee and I'm like actually physically closer to the water, is it getting more? More and more hot, more and more violent and bubbling and now steaming up into the night. You got a fever. Yeah, that's quite the fever. Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I think she just kind of sits there for a second. And then, like, reaches down and touches the water. Mm. Does it feel, like, hot? Or does it match? Are you touching with your left arm? Your left hand? Is that That's the one that's glowing and weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's It doesn't feel hot. It feels like it matches in terms of temperature. Just Only like... You are the fire, so there's not really a sensation. Right. But you're able to tell, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's confirmation. She understands now. Echo, I really hate to rain on your whole boiling water scenario, um, but I am currently, you know, seeing ghosts, and, uh, well, I also saw Numbway. I haven't eaten in three days, and, you know, I came out here to make sure you weren't dead in the woods, and you're not dead in the woods, so let's go back to Sunbeam. Okay. She stands up and, uh, grabs her pack, and, uh... I assume the remnants of the fire are still there that she had lit, or are they burned out? They're burned out. They're She's still going to kick it, I think, like disperse the ash. And, and, uh, also, uh, you know, what do you remember? From what, just, just now? Yep. I remember doing the ritual, and then I remember falling back into the water, and she brought me back up. Kind of sounds like she caught you. Seems that way. Um, you know, normally I would have something like witty and shitty to say, but I really, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to do with this. Witty and shitty. <laughs> witty and shitty, I'm, that's my <laughs> M.O. That's I'm a, not, uh, not sure there really is anything to say. Uh, food for thought, though. Technically, I didn't do this alone. You translated it. Okay, sure. <laughs> I translated a piece of paper, and then you, you, well, you know, did it go well? <laughs> I think that remains to be seen, but it definitely. You know, I'd like to know if I translated it correctly or not, but. <laughs> I, I, it appeared to work, for sure. 
So she's like putting on her pack and uh, putting on her coat and stuff. Uh, before she puts on her pack, she reaches in and pulls out a one of her little like homemade rations mm. that I've talked about before, where she just puts like nuts and berries and shit in there, and she just like hands it out to eat. Okay, sure. You know, I'll eat, I'll eat the trail mix. I'm a fan of trail mix. It's pretty good trail mix. I will eat the trail mix. Okay, it's a lot of good. that. It's a very good treat. A lot of that. Thank came you, library from dog. My- <laughs> <Yeah>. You've done well. <laughs> A lot of that came from uh, the furs, so they eat good. Oh, so it's old. Yes. <laughs> Isn't everything that we eat, though? Uh-huh. Am, am I feeling okay now? Am I feeling more, like, level? She looking You feel good? well. You feel empowered. And she says, okay, um, I think we are good to go. Were you, were you followed or anything? By Would- the living of the dead. <laughs> okay. Um, That's the kind of night I'm having. Also, Numvoid picked you up out of the lake. She turns back to the lake and says, I guess I should thank you for that. And whatever this is, and like holds her hand up. That same hand, I believe. Mm. That same one with the yellow marking. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly. You're remembering correctly. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. And, uh... She says, I will use it appropriately. And she turns around and starts walking back towards Sunbeam. You're going to E? Uh, quick look around. Um, oh, no, no, no. I, I just <laughs> want to make sure nobody's like creeping on us. Because I think at this point, he's also unsettled. Because he's like, okay, it's just two of us. You know, pretty out of our fucking skulls. In the middle of the woods. We know Murdoch's running around somewhere. We know, our, we know Eleanor's somewhere. Like, I want to take a quick... Look around, make sure, you know. It's nice to um, see how paranoid he is. I love cool. it. Um, there's nobody here. You're awesome. Fine. Cool. Cool. You're welcome. Sorry, I got distracted by Justin making fart noises with his hands. Um, <laughs> he does that shockingly often. Gosh, I'm like trying to bring it in. You're like. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love you. Um, all right. Emerald Ether High. Echo. Yeah. You two are walking back the three miles north towards Sunbeam through the forest. That's what's going on. Okay, so I've got this plan that you're going to say yes to, most definitely. But we need, um, we definitely have to find everybody else, like, now. Okay. Do you want to tell me the plan now or later? Nope, because you will you will say no, but I need you to say yes. So that's why <laughs> I'm just going to, we're just going to, we're going to do it. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, quick question. Just out of curiosity, just are there any ghosts around here? Are there any ghosts? No. No. Uh, no. Okay. Are you sure that you, like, can see ghosts or are you just, like, Okay. All right. Okay. Oh. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Maxwell had me lick this powder off this thing and was like, hey, you need to chill out. And I was like, okay, sure. And then it didn't, it, I mean, I feel like from a 15, I'm, I'm like a 14 now out of 10. But like, okay. you know. So to chill out, he wanted you to see ghosts. Well, I did um, talk to my, oh, you're going to think I'm insane. I did talk to my grandfather, so I guess that was kind of nice. I mean, I've 
literally heard you say crazier things than that. And after some of the shit we've seen, no, that sounds fine. That sounds normal. Like Numboy? She's looking down at her hand and still kind of flexing it a little bit. Is the yellow mark still there? The fire is the yellow mark. When okay. you flex, fire comes out of the little cracks in your skin, like tectonic scales almost. You're lava girl. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> she no, <is>. she's not. <laughs> uh, prove me wrong. Okay. You have a negative five to agility score now. <laughs> Yeah, great. I just heard you're wrong. Okay. Never say these words again. <laughs> she uh, she like holds her hand up, uh, like near E. She was like, "Don't move," and she like holds her hand up just near him. She says, "Does that feel warm?" It feels warm. No. <laughs> so you don't mind if I like? Oh, it's fine. It's I mean I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just going to, like, move it closer to his face. You begin to sweat. <laughs> okay, so it's a little warm. Yeah, your face is turning red. It's a little, it's a little toasty. Is, okay. So, real quick, she's going to try to, like, I don't know, like, take some some fabric or something out of her bag and, like, see if she can wrap her hand. Does it light on fire? No, no. You can wrap your hand. Yeah. What are you, you're just using fabric? I guess so. Like, she's just kind of, like... I don't know, making, making some kind of, just covering it up a little bit more so it's not so visibly mm, okay. weird. Yeah, yeah. That seems to do it. Um, the intent of covering it seems <laughs> to do it. It seems to cool off as the fabric touches it. And suddenly your arm looks normal. And there's not actually any yellow marks there anymore. As you wrap and cover them, you see it fades. Okay. One last test here. She's going to take the uh-huh. end of the fabric and just pull it off. Yeah, as you do that, um, the plates of your skin kind of form up and swell with the fire underneath. Man, you really need to use some moisturizer. <laughs> what the fuck is that? She, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, one last test. I know I said that already, but, uh, you know, fuck you. She. Um, <laughs> it's good to know how your body works, dude. Yeah, everyone, that's what I she's doing. Everyone to explore themselves and their fantasy characters. Like, we, what, what's going to happen if I don't do this is we're going to go back to Sunbeam and I'm going to burn down an entire city block. Right. Yeah. So, okay. You yeah. know, that's a good point. No, it's, it's a good idea. It's valid. Like, So she's just going to focus intention on making it be normal. Mm, just okay. closing it up. That works. That happens. Your your fire is quelled. Yeah. Nice. And she holds it up in front of E's face again. E bursts in a flame. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Does that feel normal? Well, I mean, I guess. Doesn't feel like there's fire coming off my hand now? No. You're looking at me really weird like this isn't happening, and then her hand like starts to crack again. <laughs> I we we don't have a lot of time. Okay, that's so fair. So let's go. Now what time is it? It is approaching the witching hour. Perfect. Um. So we have to find Herbert and Gwydion. Yes. Where are they? That's a big city. It's, if only there was some way we could get in touch with them. Hey, Herbert, Gwydion, can you hear me? <laughs> um, you're using your magic stone? Yes. Mm-hmm. Gwydion, you're sitting by lamplight now. Hmm. Winter has finished bandaging your arm. It's covered in a pulsating sheath of 
vibrant foliage, sometimes thorned, sometimes swollen with sap. Things seem to be calm now. The night is calm when you hear Echo's voice. The same to you, Herbert, as you work with Weddell in the forge, familiarize him with it, show him your tools. Um, you hear Echo's voice as well through the stone, the magical stones inside of your ears. <laughs> wow. You just stuff this dice in there. Like my ear, method acting. My, my actual yeah. ear. Uh, yep, yep. Okay, um, I'm with E. We're on the way back to Sunbeam. Uh, we can explain about that later, but E has a plan, I guess. Yeah, just tell him we need to like meet up or something. Yeah, oh, I mean, no. like honestly, we need. D has a plan. <laughs> to have you something. said. Gwydion says this out loud, and when Winter's look, you know, looks at Winter with rolls his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, he's he's uh for some reason he seems very harried, and uh, you know, I know that doesn't sound out of the ordinary. No, it doesn't. We'll uh, we'll meet up. Where where should we? Blue the 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 inn. Uh, I don't know. Does Herbert like finish making my hand yet? <clears throat> Herbert, are you working on that hand? Yeah, actually, if you want to uh, go ahead and come over here to my shop, uh, to my uh, my forge. Okay. We need to we need to <clears throat> see if this thing fits. Okay, fair That's enough. So nerve wracking. And uh, I think Echo like looks at you and goes, "You should really get one of these." <laughs> I gave mine to Gwydion. Yeah, I know. I'm just being an asshole on purpose. <laughs> Oh, great. Gwydion, she's, uh, Winter's done with the bandage. She stands up as you begin to gather your possessions to meet at the forge. And she turns at the door frame and says, you owe me two songs now. I'm forever in your debt, Winter. Thank you. You're welcome. And then she disappears into the night, same as Murdoch, leaving you alone, heading through the cloistered and dimly lit streets of Sunbeam. And now the four of you find yourselves... Within Herbert's forge. <laughs> so, uh, I think that I like Herbert. Uh, we just waits for everybody to show up, right? And keeps Weddle there long enough to make sure that Weddle's introduced to everyone. Oh, okay. okay. I'm gonna be working with Weddle a little bit on some of our problems. Um, but for now, Weddle, I think it's time for you to uh, to retire for the night and leave us be for a little while. Good night. Good luck in your works. Yep. Yep. And uh, any time that I'm over here, feel free to swing by and knock and, you know, come hang out. I would like that. It'd be like old times at the forge again. Hmm. He gives you all a bow and fucks off. Hey, wait, isn't that the old man who, like, yelled at us in uh, that little city or something? It was. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. thought it was Why a ghost. Why the fuck is he here? Uh, because he's um, a man of Orphos. He uh, knows or knew Alamander. Way a long time ago in the Pale War. So his insight okay. on that. All right. And, um, I mean, I think it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> but I hang out with a lot of fucking weird people. I don't know what you're talking about. Herbert made a friend. <laughs> no. So first things first, um, we gotta, we gotta size that glove, that, that arm. I'm for nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm real nervous. All right. So, um, you want to go ahead and sit down right here next to the table. Okay. And like, keep in mind, the stool is only like... So you want me to sit on the ground? <laughs> no, on this stool next to the table. Mm-hmm, on the ground. That's where most stools sit, yeah. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, two centimeters above the ground? 
Barely. Barely. Jesus. <laughs> at most. And then uh, Herbert comes over the table and, like, pulls a cloth off of this arm. It's an Whoa. arm? Yeah. What's yeah. that look like? Uh, so, essentially, like, right now, it just looks kind of like a clothy metal mess with, like, some wood in it. Mm. Right. I was like, okay, so it's in the works. Um, pretty well have it figured out, but I would have to make sure it fits. So, stick your arm out. Slowly sticks his arm out. So, you know, that's just, like, a lot of things together. What uh, are the things that are together? I'm just curious. I'm just curious before it latches onto my arm. Well, uh, the thing is, you're going to be able to take it off because you're going to need to be able to clean under it. That's fair. You know, um, and uh, sizing it, uh, we're going to try and make sure it doesn't pinch, you know, because that would be very uncomfortable. I appreciate your attention to detail. Well, you know, these things are important, especially if you're going to be punching shit with it or flipping people off with it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you my arm. All right, so... Uh-huh. Um, Which is still, like, fucking bandaged, because, I don't know, how long has it been since I cut my hand off? Oh, true, that's right. Did we ever address that? I mean, I I just assumed that he's just been, like, redressing it every morning. Yeah, I mean, you're a doctor, right? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Well, then, uh, go ahead and take that bandage off, actually. Okay, well, it looks uh, awful. I mean, yeah, there's no hand there. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll take advantage off. All right. I don't know why you're so nervous. It's not like that you, Madeline, have a track record of holding your arm out and horrible things happening. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm a little nervous. Specifically, holding your character's arm out for Justin's character. I know! Yeah. <laughs> Justin cut my hand off last time! <laughs> yep. Yep. It's not going to hurt that bad, though. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to hurt like uh, when you lost your hand in the first place, so don't worry about that. And uh, I, I think don't that, believe you. Like, Herbert has uh, E kind of lean onto the, uh, like, sit next to the table and lean on it with his elbow out so Herbert can pull the arm on and um, essentially, like, start to strap it down because the uh, the mithril itself is uh, attached with straps and holds some of the wood in place as well along the, the lower reaches or the further reaches of his forearm. Right? Nice. That's beautiful. Because I always kind of imagined his hand was cut off right below the wrist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. Sure, sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not exactly sure how well this is going to work. Um, <laughs> I feel like it should work pretty well. How does it feel? I mean, how? I had your measurements before, but I didn't have them. Yeah. Because we could tighten it, we could loosen it. I mean, I think it feels fine right now. I think it really depends on if uh, I can punch something. Well, here's the thing. Um, okay. I worked with a mechanist, and I think that we figured it out. The punching? Yes. Yes. So, so uh, keep in mind, uh, you have a combination of... Uh, it was Luftwood, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a combination of Luftwood and Dialium. Oh! <laughs> um, and uh, it should just feed off of you in such a manner that you should be able to articulate it. Um... And I don't think it's it's not enough dialing, and it's not used in a purpose to where you're gonna like have a super punch or anything like that. Shit. Yeah, no, it's gonna be a regular punch, uh, but hopefully it's not gonna blow up when you punch something the first time. <laughs> yeah, but if it does, I can make it again, and it's not like you're gonna lose your hand twice. Hmm. So who wants to volunteer to be punched? No, you can just punch this wall. It'll be fine. <clears throat> sure. Okay. All right. Um. I'm sweating sweating a little bit here, Justin. All right, so let's do this. Go ahead and stand up for me. I want you to try and see if you can't get it to articulate. 
Okay. I'm going right. to flick him off. Can I flick him off? Mm, no, not quite. Your, your, your index finger and your middle finger do move, though. Mm-hmm. Um, they both kind of move up real slowly. You're starting to feel like your muscles interact with it and, and like your tendons start to interact with it. Can't quite flip them off yet, but there's definitely more motion than you expected there to be at first. Cool. Yeah, it, it'll take some practice. And I didn't want to do anything invasive because that's not fun. Mm. You know, like graft it to your bones and try and get Quiddy and Echo over here to like mm. flesh craft it on or something weird. <laughs> is your hand on fire? Uh, I think she is like flexing it kind of. and I was assuming. That. She's fucking with it a little bit. She's also, I want to say, she is like looking at Gwydion. Everyone's just fucking what's equivocally in like the D- DMV staring at their hands. Yeah. <laughs> They're empty, sweating palms. This is so fucking bizarre. She uh, she says, we'll talk about that in a minute. And then she like looks at Gwydion and, and like kind of. Oh, yeah, you kind of uh, managed to fuck up there, pal. God, you've got a hand thing, too. Everybody's just... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah it's all hands. hands. Hey, it's all hands. I was gone for literally one day, and everything falls the fuck apart. <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, E seems to be the most okay in this situation now. <laughs> now, I did I see fine. ghosts for about four hours. Yeah, today. but that, that... I mean, that was Greenwick. We all did that. Yeah. Anyways, How does Gwydion look real quick? I need to know this. How does Gwydion look? Looks like a plant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's just, it's just like a potted plant. Well, in the corner. over there. He's <laughs> just in a clay pot from Walgreens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got plants growing out of my face. I'm like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. No, Gwydion looks fine. Gwydion looks what like What happened Gwydian. to your arm? Um, well, I ate that fern. Oh, and yeah. um, I spoke with the plant world. And I have yet another task that I have to do now. But... Um, I think we came to an understanding, and I think we have, prospectively, another ally in our efforts. But I'm not really sure what's happened to me yet. She's just, like, looking at that bandaged Mm. arm. She's like, okay. I can also say that after waking up and seeing all of you, it feels as though we haven't met together in a long time. As if we took a break. And it feels really good to be here with all of you. It does. So I'm glad to be back. Is everyone just high? <laughs> yes. I think so. For once, I think that's a possibility. Okay. Well, here, all right. Well, if that term Herbert turns around and just like grabs a bottle of rum <laughs> off his shelf. <laughs> Let me catch up. Okay. Oh, wait, bite, oh, bites okay. the cork off of it and spits it in the fire. It's like, okay, well, this is going to be this kind of night. Uh, Anyways, E. Look, look, look. Okay. Uh, try and make a fist for me. Got it. How how hard is it to make a fist? Mm, I mean, it's it's slow going, but you're able to make a fist. Yeah. Okay, and now that uh, E's hand is, or like his new like mechanical hand is Hell like yeah. in a fist. I'm like, yeah. Flying okay, so down. now try. While you have it closed, try and make a fist again. It's weird to think about, but think about, like, the closing motion of your fingers doing that, but while it's already in that. It's gonna, like, if your hand was there, it would be, like, your fingers folding in on themselves. Just clench it really fucking hard. Do that. 
sure, I'll do that. Okay. And, and then we, it blows up. And when you do, like... Oh, my God! <laughs> you can feel the vibrations, yeah. and, like, in your arm, and you can hear an audible, like, click mm. as it locks into place. Right? What? Yeah. This is so sick, Justin! So, okay, now, um... Just... I, you're not going to be able to, like, articulate it when it's like this. You know, okay. you're not going to be able to bend your wrist or anything like that. All right. Um, but uh, just, I don't know, tap it on the table, hit the wall, see if you can't... I'm going to hit it feels. No, something hard. Uh, she's, she's literally a fucking rock person now. I don't think that's how this is working. No. Okay, whatever, whatever, I'll hit a I mean, you could try to hit me if you want. Okay, not going to take that bait, and uh, I will punch the wall. You punch, punch the wall. wall. Feels natural. There's, um, I mean, of course, you crack the wall because Jesus, of it's, your it's drywall. No. It's drywall. <laughs> you know, it's stone, but this is this is the normal thing here, right? Like this is this is what you're trained for. Um, the thing that's most sensible is like you're you're not you're not, or most of note is that you're not feeling pain um so like you would normally if you were to hit really hard with your training so this like it's dangerous there's a little like chip of the of the hand that that sparks off um it's very minuscule take him a couple seconds herbert a couple seconds to fix it but you realize like whoa like i'm gonna actually have to get used to you know not feeling my hand but yeah there is that sudden realization where like you're, you're punching like you would normally punch Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a it's a functioning proper prosthetic. Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> awesome. That works great. So well, it's going to take some time to get used to being able to do things with the fingers. Hmm. Um, but if nothing else, you have another punch hand again. Fantastic! This will be great for what we're about to do in approximately an hour and a half. Okay, that's enough time to finish this fucking bottle. Well, maybe you don't want to do that. I think he's, like, flexing his hand and, like, trying to get used to moving the fingers. Mm. Is there a hunk of raw metal laying around here? It's a Yes. (laughs) Yes. There's nothing here, dude, in this forge. What are you talking about? Echo picks up, like, an ingot of metal, and she just holds it in her left hand. Okay. Does it start to heat up? It does start to heat up and turn white. She's, like, holding that, like, looking at Herbert. Fuck. Can I grab that without feeling it? Am I going to destroy my hand? Do you want to try? Josh is is like the most cartoonish face I've ever seen. I mean, it is wood, so I probably should. Yeah, there's definitely wood in there. Yeah. I think he thinks about it. He's like, uh, never mind. Uh, Okay. She sets it down on like the anvil. Mm -hmm. Just watches it start to cool down. I don't know. You don't? (laughs) I don't know. I'm Are still you done, figuring uh, it out. Setting things on fire for a second. That is not on fire. That is just very hot. Yeah, okay. no, but it could catch fire. It Thank could. you. It could catch fire. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So who's ready to kill Jum's valor? The fuck. Uh, so, like I said, we got about an hour and a half to figure out where he is, and he throws out this big map of Sunbeam, and he's like, <laughs> "Okay, so I figured we're all ready right now. We're all rested. <laughs> well." Pulls a, a rolled bit. up map of Sunbeam out of his throat like a sword swallower. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, what we're gonna do Herbert is, is locking the door. <laughs> yeah, and, right. Oh, yeah. 
and sealing it. Hang on. Um, so, uh, what's going on? You're murdering one of my NPCs? So, Maxwell told me that I should definitely kill him. And, you know, I was thinking, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> because, I mean... We're not going to be able to out-talk him because he's sort of the king's right-hand man, right? Valid. But, and Herbert, like, reaches up behind, like, in a, in a shelf behind a book and pulls out all of those papers. Like, spent all afternoon trying to forge these papers to discredit him. Mm. He has those scissors. He could snuff any one of us out at, at any, any time. At any moment. At any time. Like in the meeting. Like when we're just walking around. I don't know. That's a big threat. It's true. What do you think, Quidian, Mr. Plant Man over here? Well, You smell I... like dirt, by the way. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. It's yeah. not bad. I will say that Murdoch was in my room. Okay, that's, that's an important detail. For. Fuck. Um, it's fine. He's gone. We had words. He tried to convert me over. I essentially told him he was an idiot. And uh, Winter came to my aid, and he fled fled through the window. Now, I know that's a lot to take in, but that's the short of it. My concern with Valor is I think he's more dangerous head-to-head. I think we need to get those scissors from him. I think it would benefit us to kill him, but I'm really concerned about coming this far and then one of us just getting snipped by those scissors. Mm-hmm. One wrong move would cost somebody their entire life, but I want to take him down. So do you think it's possible to get the scissors from him? Well, I think if we actually work as a team, which honestly we haven't really done yet, mm-hmm. and we actually plan, which we also haven't really done yet, I think there is a small possibility that we could. Do you think our chances are better facing him head on? Um. I'm truthfully asking. Um, I. I think that if we get him away from Grub, and if we find a way to snuff out his magic. Now, the scissors are not magic, so it won't work for them. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not a ranged person. All of you guys can be <clears throat> ranged, you know, to an extent. Um. There's a stone called Yodasite that repels magic. So what I'm thinking is either one of you can fashion an arrow with it and we can get him. I mean, I don't have a lot of it, so we couldn't have a lot of shots with it. Or we can get him to eat it. Or alternatively, since he's always with Grub, we can get Grub to eat it. That'll keep him at least contained for a little bit so we can at least do something, maybe get the scissors from him. I mean, the ideal scenario is to get the scissors from him and maybe not kill him, but, you know, if we end up killing him, I mean... Oh, no. But, like, we need to do this now. We have to do something about it. And although I really love the idea... Of fashioning these documents. I mean, it wasn't really going anywhere. I mean, it gave kind us... Kind of, yeah. It gave us enough, um... I don't know... Meaning to why we should do this? He's a real piece of shit, other than we just don't like him? Of course. But, I mean, we, we've we got to do this now. 
Agreed. So, you know, thoughts, complaints, hopefully no complaints, and just a whole lot of yeses. To be completely honest, you are right that if we're going to do it, it should be tonight. It has to be. Tomorrow's the first day of the meeting. But. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Oh, trust me, I have not. The thing to keep in mind, I believe, is that if this goes wrong, it's over. The whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Alamander wins. Murdoch wins. Valor wins. Well, um, hopefully to, you know, relight your fire or whatever, um, I definitely think someone always rises to the occasion. I mean, it happens time and time again, but yeah, I mean, it would be over for us. I don't think we have a lot of time for Mm, error. We don't. If we... If we fail tonight, I know, I know what you're talking about, that there are always people who rise to the occasion. There are always people who step up, but I don't think there's time for that to happen. No, so that's why we have to not fuck up. Then how will we deliver this payload to him then? What would be the safest bet? Well, how good are you at shooting arrows, Echo? Fairly. Okay. And, I mean, Herbert, what are you not good at at this point? Let's be real. I could... Oh, God. Well, now that I have, you know, this new fancy hand, I could maybe get Grub away from him. Hmm. So, the more we talk about it, the more I'm okay with it. I don't like him. I didn't necessarily want to kill him. But I like the idea of getting the scissors away from them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's going to be risky, but if we really... If we really want to actually try to help these people, we need to get him out of the room. Yeah. Do we know where he is? Do we know where he's staying? Like, narratively? I don't think we do. No. <laughs> and there's where the hour and a half comes in. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. We um, have, uh... What's his face? Give me a, a book, a, a rule book. I mean, I don't have one. Josh has got it. What's uh, the butler? The butler. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about your um, yeah, the page? Our, yeah, 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 our page. It's Rupert. 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 Yeah. We can always ask Rupert. Mm. Yeah, but that's also putting that information out there that we were like looking into him through a known channel. That's true. I mean, you guys can say no, I understand, but I just, I don't know what else to do. We need to, we just have to do something. If you think that (laughs) I can somehow outspeak him, I mean, I'll do my best. What was the name of your uh, contact uh, with the black dog here in Sunbeam again? Then we got the, um, uh, Samson? Samson. Samson. Okay. I mean, so Samson got all this information on him. Surely he should probably know where he is in the city. True. Might have to pay for it, but we have money. Yeah, we've got money. Yeah, thank you. So that's one start. How <clears throat> are you feeling about it, Gwydion? I agree. I think we need to do something, and if we're going to do something, we need to strike now. We mm-hmm. need to strike tonight. Do we have anything that belonged to him at any point? Oh, gosh. 
Um, I don't think so, because I don't think we've even, like... God, I mean, our last fight we had with him, we couldn't even fucking touch him. So that's... I mean, I'm sweating here. It's... I mean, it's a big... It's a big ask. I'm assuming he's probably staying in a location that doesn't have, like, fucking windows. Yeah. Or shit, he might be so fucking brazen that he does. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. God, Better yet. On the man? Better yet, he might be fucking sleeping in the next room next to the king. Yeah, true. Do you want to go ask Samson? We could probably find out. At least get, like, a lay of the building. And that would... I should be doing this in character voice. Yeah, okay, so maybe we should do go to Samson and uh, figure out where he is and at least see if it's possible. I am currently just like, Pat, me, Patrick, I'm pouring over my yeah. sheet looking for something that I can... I don't, I don't have anything. That I, I could. I have Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. I was just going to say I have something that can make sure that we have advantage. Um, that we can strike true, hopefully. Well, um, looking at my, my toolkit here, um, I realized that I could probably use a trick on them that I have used on y'all oh. and also on others as well. I can force both Jones and Grub to drink something. Mm-hmm. But Herbert wouldn't bet and buy it as well. Okay. So maybe something that would just like knock them out. Yeah. Uh, poison would be very, very tricky. Mm-hmm. But if we just knock them out, you know. Do you have to drink it or can someone else drink it? He no. has to. I, you have Herbert to? Herbert has to. Okay. I could also, alternatively, create a rumor that would appeal to him and draw him out wherever he is. We just have to be very careful about a rumor because, you know, rumors spread or whatever. But, uh... Think you can make that spread enough in the next two hours? I could make it spread in about five minutes. God, I've been itching to use this the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I think the drinking thing could also work, to be clear. Like, yeah. if you were to take some of that Yodasite, you have Yodasite on you? Yes, I have, like, one little small chunk <clears throat> of Yodasite. So, okay, so, That's, yeah. yeah could, but Herbert would have to drink it. You crush it up, mix it in powder, yeah. drink it in water. I mean, it's a good idea. It's a solid idea. You, you'd run into the instance of, uh, at that point, like, you know, Herbert would be making probably a mic check to negate those effects. Um, worst case scenario, he falls asleep and loses his magic temporarily. Best exactly. case scenario, his magic is a little fucked up, but he's still awake. If we did it that way, that, that would still do be direct conflict with them both, though. Mm-hmm. If we can find something that, like, essentially would like would make them go unconscious, as opposed to like trying to do that, I think that we should save the Yodasite like as a step after, in case like he is able to resist it or counters it somehow. He shouldn't be able to counter it because it's, I just it's not a targeted spell. I just choose who has the effects of it or who benefits. Ooh, okay. Hey, I have the doorknob in my bag, right? Like, it's still there. Didn't Checking. fall out. Yeah, yes. it's there. Jesus. Fell out, rolled around. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just in the lake now. got it. She's just That was actually what I was actually afraid of. Um, okay. Echo's going to do something. Okay. Uh, she's not asking. She's just doing it. Uh, she pulls out the doorknob. 
it's just us in here, right? There's yeah. no windows or anything. Yeah. There's no sign of fire. And uh, she pulls out the doorknob and she is going to, this is, I am, I am making this shit up. Okay. okay I'm, I'm trying to get this to, to work in some way that will benefit us. We're literally all making shit up. That's yeah, true. Just do it. She pulls out the doorknob and she is going to focus very intently on the doorknob itself. She's holding it like a doorknob, right? Mm. And she's going to focus her magic towards it, what is in her, and cast scrying as she's holding the doorknob out. And she's going to say, show me Joan's valor, and she's going to turn it. You turn it. This is pretty psychedelic, man. The light shoots out and forms what looks like a rudimentary sort of soft wood door, some planks of old birch in the middle of the forge, in the floor, and you open it, creaks open, and you see sort of a dark, damp stone room, the corner of a aged red rug. There's some smoke. It's very dark. It's very quiet inside. Some kind of room. Can I see a figure of any kind? Can I see Valor or Grub? You don't see any light. It looks like maybe it leads down a hallway. As you peek inside this crack, you can see there's two doorways to the left and right. Not doors specifically, but doorways. It looks like an old dungeon. Okay. Can they see this? Yeah, can we see it? Yeah. What's it smell like? Is It, it smells like campfire. Uh, is this in Sunbeam? Can we tell based on the type of stones that are used in uh, the dungeon? Yeah, if you, they match. You'd say sunbeam? you'd say this looks like sunbeam. Yeah, this looks like the Atolian, like old school Atolian infrastructure. Yeah. So this could be the sewers, <laughs> or the older parts of town. Another question for this is: This, like, am I am I looking through a window, or is this an opening, opening? You're opening a door to somewhere. Yeah, this is an opening. Okay, we probably need to like recon a little bit if you're wanting to do that. Herbert had the tumblers. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm not touching it to anything. It's true. This is, I've opened this in the air. Okay. Mm. So this is, this is different, whatever okay. this is. Okay. This is targeted. Hmm. Well, do we want to go through there? Do we feel prepared and ready? No. <laughs> okay, what I want to know, not... Echo, but me, Patrick. What Patrick wants to know is how far away are the doors, these doorways? Uh, probably about 30 feet. Okay. Is there any, like, can I, like, angle myself a little bit and see if there's, like, a rooms on the other side of that without going through this? You can see there's definitely, like, through this crack, you can definitely see that there, those doorways, both the doorways on the left and right, lead to a room. Yeah, like a wider Put your room. eye in. I was thinking about it. Do it. Just do it. Just, just take your eye out of your skull and put it through the door. <laughs> um, because this is how Echo's glass eye works. Um, everybody just like was like, "Oh, that's, that's, I don't give a shit." When we were in Tail Swap, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, 
God, we are the most self-depreciating fuckers. Hell <laughs> yep, yeah. 100%. Okay, so... Yeah, fuck it. Echo, like, pops that glass eye out, and now it doesn't look like a... Because her eye looks like an eye when it's in her skull. Mm-hmm. Now it just looks like a like a glass eye, like a gem. Almost doesn't even look like an eye. It looks more like a gem of some sort. Mm-hmm. And can I, like, angle that? She's, like, covering her left eye. Or right eye. I forget which one I've said is her fucked up one. And can I angle that through and see anything? I mean, you can see down the hallway. Yeah, certainly. Mm. Um, but, I mean, there's just those doorways. They're 30 feet away still. Um, you can see there's moonlight on the right-hand side. A window. Yeah, or a door. Okay, so she's now, like, whispering. And she says, If the scissors are in that room, I might be able to make them come here. But... If he notices that they are leaving him, he will come. I mean, he will. Are you kidding me? Have you seen the dude? Yeah. He's probably awake right now, practicing stabbing one of us. Am I wrong? No. 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 Echo puts her eye back into her skull. And she leans forward. Almost through this doorway, but not quite... And she's just listening. Can I hear anything coming from down the hallway? Um, roll wit. Hey, my first roll today. Also, double check your magpie. You might have to see the item. I think you do. Nope, that's not going to do it. That's a four. There's a faint sound of snoring coming from the left-hand side. That's where the moonlight was. Big man snoring? Uh, or Moonlight from the sort of oh, right-hand right. side, okay. yeah. Big man snoring or little man snoring? <laughs> you can't quite tell with a four, but it's right. definitely snoring. Okay. Alternatively, I mean, I don't want anybody to die here, and I definitely don't want it to be my fault. Um, it's, it's a high possibility. I mean, it's almost assured. I could make a rumor that would, I don't know, maybe get him out of our way for at least the meeting. I mean, he's still out there. But it would at least give us a chance. It's true. Mm, per magic rules, you would have to see anything that's a target to cast okay. a spell on it. Mm, okay. Unfortunately, that stinks around Hmm. So I guess, I mean, we're not really prepared, and I just got excited, and I, you know, wanted to do something. But, I mean, we could still spread this rumor, and I don't know, maybe it'll work. Another thing I want to see down this hallway. Mm-hmm. Is it trapped? Um, that's going to be a separate way roll for sure. Okay. Because it's kind of dark in here. I mean, you've got the light from the forge that's streaming into it. And basically. are there any, like, I guess I'm looking for traps. I'm looking for any magical effects maybe that are... Okay. Natural 20. Ooh! So you're able to spot um, there's, there's two kind of silvery ethereal looking threads that run along the bottom hand side of the door. But you also see between the two doorways, um, not, not this door that you're looking right. for, right? The doorways, they've got threads. Um, just above the, the, on the ceiling up between the two doorways, you can see there's some sort of squiggly looking sigil. Um, the sigil you would have to, even with a natural 20, be close and investigating and figure out what it is. But those threads you're aware are equivocal to alarms, like the spell alarm. Okay. Mm. Okay. 
and she like nods towards the sigil and she says, I don't know what that is, but it's something. If you want my honest opinion, we're not ready for this. And if we go in there, at least one of us is going to die. Maybe all four. All right. Well, did want to punch Grub with my new fucking sick ass hand. But, no matter what, but, you, you are know. going to get the chance. Oh, I'm Even sure. if we discredit him tomorrow when he is stripped of everything, it's still just kicking the can down the road. All but right. if it's down the road, we might be more ready next time. Yeah, I guess I could actually sleep. Maybe one of us could sleep and have, you know, like a bath or something. But, I mean, we still have to do something. So, what's our rumor? Before I answer that, she takes one last look in here. Mm-hmm. And is there any way that I can tell, one, which side, like, what what time is it right now? Um, it's like roughly 3 a.m. Earth time. Okay, so the moon is actually, like, starting to set, right? Mm-hmm. So I can gather, and I forget, you've told me a million times, which direction do do the moons set in Lavinland? On the west side. Okay, so that window is west-facing. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, I'm impressed. That window or door or whatever, thank you, thank you, both of you. That window or door or whatever it is, is facing west. And there could be a window on the other side that we're just not seeing anything because it's facing east. Mm. Valid. Mm. Okay. We know it looks like a dungeon. It looks, and one one last just push, just based off of talking to Dorian, based off of talking to E, out of reading books, trying to figure out where the fuck this is. Mm, that's interesting. Can is I? Is this in the Sunbeam Tower? Mm. The tower, you know, was like recently had a lot of good new building on it, right? That's true. But so this looks like one of the older, older um, buildings. Um, if it's got a window that high, you would you would wager, or like in this position where the moon's coming through, you'd wager that the window's pretty high, right? Yeah, because um, it, if it was low, it would be in an alleyway or yeah. a street, and the moon wouldn't be piercing through like it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, roll wit, do so with advantage because like, like you said, you're pretty educated on this from where you're talking with Dorian. In a rather abstract way, but yes. Yeah. I'm rolling the two D20s that Josh got me. (laughs) Oh, wow. uh, For Christmas, I believe. Merry (laughs) Christmas. That's wit, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, real quick, does anybody want to help me? Like, is anybody looking in here with me? Yep. I'll roll the eight. Yep. I aid. Are we putting our heads together on this? Absolutely. I I aid as well. And what does that add again? Two, four, six. So six. To your roll. That is a 17. Okay, radical. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely like the old abbey. This is a dis- This is the same district that the blue door is in. And you start putting your heads together and doing some math and like, you're able to more or less get a, a good general idea of where this is. And the more and more you think on it, the more you start to come to realize that this is right across the street. This is some sort of inn. 
and it dawns on you that he's been watching you. He's been watching you this whole time. She shuts the door. <laughs> oh, God. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>